Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We'll go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Mike Golick Jr. of the Gojo Show podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Golick Jr. Mike, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you? I'm good. Excited to uh, be down here talking about the number one overall pick. The Panthers are on the clock. What a beautiful phrase. Oh, yeah, man. It is beautiful for us content creators here. Absolutely. It's exactly what we ask for from the radio gods. And so I want to ask you, Mike, what were your initial thoughts as soon as the news broke on Friday? And how may have those thoughts evolved in the last few days since it dropped? So I still think I'm more or less in the same spot, which is, I can understand the series of events that would lead Carolina to make this move while also looking at the other side. And I know we, you know, sports talk, try and do winners and losers way too early, but I really liked the haul that the bears got for this. And I'm sure for folks in Carolina, giving up DJ Moore probably doesn't feel great right now. I've seen all the memes about whatever young quarterback they pick at number one, not having anybody to throw to, but, it sort of embodies what timeline each team is on right now. And so for Carolina, you got a chance to dictate the terms now in the draft, which we know David Tepper is certainly excited about. And I think on the other side for the Bears, they got a really good wide receiver and a bunch of picks in a year where there aren't a lot of really good wide receivers to be had free agency and otherwise. Well, as you talk about dictating the terms of the draft, I mean, I know some people, and it's been reported that the Panthers are at least somewhat interested, not not, – putting to the wayside the idea that they could trade down that seems a little interesting to me trading all the way up to number one if you don't have a guy that you are absolutely zeroing in on and then possibly entertaining the idea of trading to number two or number three do you think that's on the table for Carolina or do you think that's all talk and no they really are looking at one of these QBs at number one I think everything Carolina has done publicly is to create a whole cloud and smoke screen around this, right? What did we hear from them also? Hey, you know what? We like a bunch of these young quarterbacks, and we haven't really zeroed in on one just yet. I'm probably going to ring the buzzer and say that's BS. We're open to potentially trading down here. Like, yeah, that also sounds like BS to me, but you keep it open on the off chance someone wants to give you some insane godfather offer to get up to that number one pick. Maybe you get a team like the Houston Texans that's incredibly desperate. Maybe Jim Irsay and the Indianapolis Colts take the bait, decide to give you heaven and earth. And so at this point, it benefits Carolina to publicly keep everything on the table, even if I think privately they're here to find their quarterback of the future, and they're going to try and do just that. Mike, Wes Bryant here. And do you think that the Panthers and the top of this draft, these quarterbacks are worth what the Panthers did? Or do you think maybe this was too much of a bold move for the Panthers? I I think as we often hear, there is no price too big to find your future franchise quarterback. And so I think if you believe one of these guys are it, then no, I think what they paid is right in par with that. And giving up a player instead of giving up another first round pick at the DJ Moore side of things, to me was the restraint and the admission that, hey, we're going to try and home grow this going forward. That pick and having that around in the future meant more to us than a really good wide receiver who might help in the early going but may not give us the flexibility team-building-wise down the road. And when you look at these quarterbacks at the top of the draft here, it's as exciting a class as we've had in a long time. And I think 
any of them can be worth it, but figuring out what your franchise can kind of build around is going to be the key here, having that understanding because, man, do you take an Anthony Richardson with all the gifts in the world who's a little bit more polished than he gets credit for, but just very green as far as being a starting quarterback at a high level, or do you opt for the safety of a C.J. Stroud, who's the betting favorite right now to go number one overall because he's a little bit bigger than Bryce Young. The tape is still really clean. He's got the arm strength. He's mobile enough like we saw in the Georgia game. And so, yeah, I think because of the quality of this year's class, any of these guys would be worth that kind of mortgage. From your vantage point right now, how do you have these guys ranked? Give me your top four, I would say. Yeah, I would go right now, and this is not ranked in terms of quality of what they did in college. Bryce Young is the best quarterback of this group based on what they did in college full stop. The things he does on tape are incredible. He's such a fun player. I just have worries about the size right now. So if you're talking about the order in which I draft them, if I had the number one pick, I would probably go CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and then Will Levis. And I think even from there, there's kind of a gap between Anthony Richardson and the four spot right now, because what he might lack in some of the top end production and some of the experience you'd want, he more than makes up for in just a unique set of physical abilities. Mike Golick Jr. joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I want to explore more a little bit about the DJ Moore part of this trade because I do know a lot of people felt a little iffy, right? Almost to the point where you might include another first-round draft pick if it meant keeping DJ Moore on board. Is this by far the number one thing that Carolina has to do now that they traded DJ Moore away, go after wide receivers, go after pass catchers, Mike? Like, what is the next thing on the to-do list for Carolina? Yeah, it's got to be it. And I think you see this battle go on for a lot of franchises around the NFL. And the ones that have success are the ones that are able to do it at a really high level, right? We saw further down the road from where Carolina is going to be. team like the Eagles drafts the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Devonta Smith and then decide pay in free agency. We want to add another weapon in A.J. Brown for our young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. That's where you're going to have to get to, but they've got to start laying that foundation here pretty soon. Because when you look around at the rest of it, you're getting ready to bring, I believe, now after the uh, Bozeman contract, all five starting offensive linemen back from last year's offensive line that towards the end of the season had become the strength of your team, right? Carolina was a running team first down the home last year. And so you've got that as a foundation, which is crucial around your quarterback. Now it's the process of going out and getting him weapons. And that is a little bit complicated because we know this year's wide receiver class in the draft is not full of blue-chip prospects, especially guys that aren't slot players, guys that are like true outside X receivers. And the free agency class right now is also lacking and taking a little bit longer to get to the party. So these are all things they're going to have to contend with, but it's absolutely the biggest step for them. Well, and DJ Moore was very good, despite a revolving door of mediocre quarterbacks. And mediocre might be, you know, being complimentary to talking about these QBs. Now, the thing is, it's not about him getting the 1,100 yards and three straight seasons with those types of QBs. He changed his number from 12 to 2. Mike, one of the things that I think is a big-time thing for Carolina to take care of is making sure they take care of the single-digit aesthetic to have there on the outside. I know you just tweeted about defensive tackles needing to embrace single digits as well. How mandatory is it for you that Carolina make sure they get a single-digit wearing wide receiver? <laughs> it's, I don't think people understand right. just how far this goes. Like, perfect example from a, you know the recent Super Bowl winners, you remember seeing Sky Moore wearing 24 
with the Chiefs? That's an abomination. That shouldn't be allowed to happen. What sort of Justin Loving God would do that for a player that fast? So, yes, the single-digit aesthetic is crucial. You can't have receivers out here wearing weird numbers. We need more defensive linemen wearing single digits. I think, and as the Eagles have petitioned for zero to be now a digit available to their uh, players, that should be exclusively reserved for defensive tackles over 300, 310 pounds. Upon that rock, I will build my church. I wish the people that came up with numbers in the first place made it a priority to come up with more single-digit numbers than just putting other single-digit numbers next to single-digit numbers because then now we've just ruined the whole counting thing. I I wish we had more single-digit numbers to choose from so we could have the entire 53-man roster go one, two, three, and whatever number you want to create that goes beyond nine. That's the thing I want to go with. Yes, God, I don't know. I don't know what we're having on the show this morning, but I would like some of what you've got here. It's single <laughs> numbers. Bill Walton is somewhere nodding his head vigorously right now. What is the meaning of life? Yes, 100. percent We're exploring coming up next. <laughs> yeah, single digits are fire, Mike. So I was going to ask too when we talk about the the weapons in the room for the Carolina Panthers losing DJ Moore. You talked about the free agent class and the draft class, but we know running backs like Dalvin Cook and De- uh, Derek Henry are on the market right now. Should that be something? Something the Panthers should try to explore, especially having a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think so. And what's going to be interesting with that is where you try to go. Because you just mentioned two really good ones. Now, the concern with Derrick Henry is always going to be, are you getting him now at a point where some of the wear and tear is going to start to add up? Dalvin Cook would be, I think, a really nice middle ground in this. But you've also got now Austin Eckler potentially asking to explore a trade. And when you look at a kind of running back that would be really friendly to a young quarterback, a guy who's as adept a pass catcher as, uh, as what you'd be dealing with with Austin Eckler, to me is fascinating. It's all about the price that you can get these guys at. All, I think, comparable in the range of what they do like production-wise in very different ways. It's just going to be, hey, if you're Carolina, you just did the thing where you paid a running back top dollar and Christian McCaffrey, and it only is going to net you so much. I root for these guys to make a ton of money because playing running back is hard as hell. And as a former offensive lineman, I love those guys to death. But if you're Carolina and you're trying to build this thing smart going forward and trying to build on a timeline with your young quarterback, then maybe getting a running back more in that 10 to $12 million a year range might be in line with your values at this point. So if any of those guys waltz into that range, I would be interesting to see if Carolina would jump. Mike, what do you say about the narrative about Bryce Young? You talked about his size earlier. Does the fact that he dominated in the SEC that a lot of people deem as uh, NFL farm system, is that just irrelevant because of uh, the size? It's just too much of a concern? No, I, I think it's extremely relevant. Like, and I feel like I need to do a better job of making this clear with Bryce. He's going to be a top five draft pick still. And he's one of the three players I could absolutely justify taking number one overall. Like him, CJ, and Anthony Richardson are the guys I could make an argument any day and twice on Tuesday that you could take that number one overall. It's splitting hairs when we're talking about the number one overall pick. And the size is a concern. Uh, You know, wear and tear at that position, especially now, because you got to be mobile enough to get yourself out of trouble when you're young and on some of these teams. You're going to take a few hits. His style of play is one where, he likes to buy extra time. He's going to take it down to the very last second before he makes a decision that usually turns into a big play. And so all those things, when you're taking the kind of hits that come at the NFL level, they concern me. But, I mean, we saw him week after week in college, a guy who understood his limitations because of his side and forget just playing within them, superseded them, did incredible things. He did about five things a game 
between ball placement, between evading pressure in the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield while he scrambled. He did about five things a game that I had to stop and rewind the tape and watch again with my mouth open and try and pick my jaw up off the floor. He's an incredible player, and so he's absolutely worthy of a top-five pick. He's worthy of a number-one pick. It's just going to be for every team your comfort level and knowing hey, he does not have the frame to take a lot of hits. and That's going to be a concern. Mike Golick Jr. joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Mike, I do need to ask you this question. So I identify with you because of your love of ice cream. I've liked at least like five of your ice cream, uh, ice cream tweets out there in the world. My favorite go-to is Ben & Jerry's. If I want a pint, is that the best decision to go for if I want an ice cream pint? Or is there something else out there you would advise? Uh, so I am a proud card-carrying member of the Grader's Ice Cream family. Uh, it's uh, an Ohio-based ice cream brand, but they are available and shipped to anywhere. It's uh, French pot ice cream, so it's small batch stuff. And I will my number one sell to people with it is, in addition to having a laundry list of the greatest flavors known to man, it is never too frozen to pierce with a spoon. Like the minute you take it out of the freezer, it's ready to eat. You don't got to thaw it. You don't got to do the roll around in your hands thing. You don't got to stick it in the microwave. It is good to go. It's the best ice cream I've ever had. I have an undying love for them. So I would recommend it to anybody who's looking for it here. Obviously, Jenny's, all those ones are great, too. I have love for a lot of ice cream, Bluebell, but Grater's is the number one team in my book. Well, and speaking of ice cream a little bit more so, look, I, I did want to get your advice on this as well. Our producer, you just spoke to him, Josh Fitty Marlowe. He lost our ACC tournament bracket challenge. The punishment for him is that we get to go to cookout. We get to choose the flavor combo. We're going to mix like four different flavors, and then he has to eat that milkshake at some point. we got to figure out the day. But I know I'm putting you on the spot, but is there a flavor combo that does not sound appetizing, going to cookout, trying to get real crazy with it? What kind of advice would you have? All right, I'm looking at the list of flavors right now on like, the cookout website. Do we try to I go would, like fruit with, with chocolate? I mean, chocolate and fruit is great. I, I'm trying to figure out what the, what the most painful experience that our producer could have. I feel like if you put, like, blueberry with mint or, like, pineapple with mint, you've got to go mint to me. Like, I love mint chocolate chips, my favorite flavor of ice cream. I know it's a controversial take for some people. But I feel like that sort of mint aftertaste mixed with something like a pineapple or a blueberry could be weird and off-putting. Maybe you throw, throw like, a mocha with the blueberry (laughs) or something weird like that here. But there's some stuff you can play with, definitely. There's good combinations that could make pain here. Well, we need to get uh, Mike Golick up in our uh, bracket challenge, too, man. I think he might like that. Okay. All right. Well, you, you can make the sales pitch there for Wesson Walker <laughs> trying to get the bracket Yeah, man, going. the Wesson Walker challenge <laughs> on ESPN, man. Mike Golick, jump up in there and try to test your wits with us, man. I, We'd love that. I promise we won't make you eat a bad cookout milkshake yeah. if you do. You, you know what? I, honestly, I would enjoy the challenge of you trying to make a milkshake from cookout that I would like. Because right. as someone who's traveled around for a lot of college football and frequented cookout a fair amount, so far, I haven't found the bad one. So that would be a great challenge. All right. The, the main ingredient being mint is very good advice. I think we're going to carry that out when the time does come. And Go if ahead. he goes to cookout like that, Mike, we got to know uh, what's your tray combination. Yeah, we do have to know that. So uh, generally, I've I've generally gone the burger route here. So mm-hmm. I've gone the cookout style burger. I usually, if I'm feeling froggy, I'll also mix in a hot dog on a certain day. I really love a good hot dog. And then I go as many fries as possible. 
Okay. Uh, sometimes make that a bacon cheddar dog instead. But in general, burger, fries, and a hot dog with a big milkshake is the way I go. The, okay. fa- the fact that Cookout allows you to have like four different entrees for $10 <laughs> is the best invention of all time. That is Mike Golick Jr. Go check out his podcast, The Gojo Show Pod, anywhere you get your pods. Also follow him on Twitter, at Mike Golick Jr. Mike, thanks for the Panthers takes and the ice cream advice. We appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.